Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. We're on this podcast. It's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about that awful feeling of being alone as you go through the healthcare system and you've trialed different types of medication, different interventions, all different types of treatment, and you've gotten to this point after years or decades where you just feel hopeless, you're discouraged, you don't even know if there's an answer for you out there, and you start to feel like you're you're alone in this whole process. Uh, we're also going to talk about what misdiagnosis has to do with you feeling there and getting to that point. All this conversation that we're going to have stems from uh, an interaction that I had with a few patients earlier this week. It was a husband and wife, and they came in, and they were just, they, they were frustrated. They were to the point of almost giving up. Of course, they weren't giving up because they were here and they were, uh, and, and I was able to interact with them and uh, provide a little glimmer of hope. But it's, it, I was thinking about it. And one of the things that this podcast is we get feedback on um, a lot of you listeners that, that reach out to us and are appreciative of what we're doing. One of the things you guys say is that um, it, it empathizes with you. It's able to relate in a way that you haven't found before. And so I want to lean into that. And so this podcast is, this episode is essentially going to uh, empathize with this feeling of hopelessness and like no one has an answer for you. And so what I want you to to leave this podcast with the sense of, okay, uh, my situation is not, it's very likely, I'm, I'm not the only one in this scenario. And even if it feels that way, there's there's hope, there's some glimmer of hope, and I, like, don't give up, all right? So I've had interviews with uh, patients, past patients, that felt that, um, and going through our process, they were able to get that hope back, and their word of advice to the listeners was, don't give up hope. Uh, but what I want to do is break down why you get to that point. Um, so what is the process that we take someone through going through our healthcare system that beats them up enough where they get to this point of feeling hopeless? That's what I want to talk about today. So the feeling of being alone in your diagnosis, or maybe you have the diagnosis, but you're like, my symptoms and how I feel, no one really relates to that. Um, I, I want to first break that down. So the first thing that's interesting about headache and migraine symptoms is that they're debilitating. Now, I've got a lot of people that maybe it's not debilitating, but it's it's nagging and it's frustrating and it's daily and it's driving them nuts and it's requiring them to take a high level of medication, which maybe puts them in a rebound headache anyway. All right. So, but for a lot of our patients with the migraine diagnosis, they actually have debilitating pain. So whether it's a couple times a week or a couple times a month, they're just horizontal in bed, dark room, and they, yeah, they're just out of commission. So they lose days of their life. So the pain being debilitating feels like this is a serious, serious problem. Now, when I say serious problem, um, it is serious in the sense that it is impacting your life, but it may not be serious in the sense of like if if on a scale is like you have a paper cut 
to the opposite end of the scale is you're, you're, you're dying. Like you need emergent ER care, life-saving interventions. Um, we want to evaluate pain appropriately on that scale and evaluating pain appropriately on that scale is going to be helpful for our brain to then receive the information and know what to do with it. And so when it's debilitating, it tips towards that. Uh, I need life-saving interventions. Okay. The other thing that, um, as we, as you go through the healthcare system, so maybe you start with a primary care doc and then they give you a referral to a neurologist. Now, if you've been generally healthy or maybe you uh, are uh, ha- have been around the healthcare system a few times, getting a referral to a specialist, it communicates that this is something that's more complicated than just a general doctor can handle uh, or should be handling. And so it communicates to you that uh, you are unique in some sense. Uh, not everyone has to go see the neurologist, but you do. And so um, you start to think, okay, like why – why am I so unique? What's going on? What's wrong with me? All right. And maybe the neurologist isn't able to necessarily help. And so you see different neurologists, maybe you see other specialists, maybe you see an ENT, maybe you see pain management. So these other specialists that are all trying to use their expertise to help you, and you're still not getting the relief you want. And so you start, you start to worry, you start to panic. Okay. Like these providers are the best at what they do. They trained at uh, these prestigious institutions and they you know, have these impressive office buildings and they went to, for, to school for so long studying this thing and they can't help me, that would make you feel isolated. That's understandable. And so the neurologist or these other specialists, they'll also do these scans, MRI, X-ray, CT scans, and they'll look for things. But generally they won't find anything. And if they find something, it might be something that they say, well, it doesn't necessarily connect to your symptoms. Um, that's not something that we're concerned about. Uh, but oftentimes they just, they don't really find anything that would, yeah, that, that would be worth pursuing on an MRI or an x-ray. And so again, you, you are, you're in their office, you're interacting with the specialist, they do the testing. So they're evaluating you through this imaging and the imaging doesn't show anything. And it's like, okay, what is wrong with me? This is crazy. These people have to know what I'm dealing with, but they don't. What am I going to do? All right. So you try medications because they say, all right, try trial this medication. And they start with the ones that are, um, you know, relatively low side effects, uh, not the heavy hitters. And then you work your way up after those don't work and you, you start to take the heavy hitters. And, and those, uh, whether they have the, the debilitating side effects where you're like, okay, this is, this is just like the trade-off doesn't work. Um, it's not necessarily helping even though it changes my symptoms or maybe it does nothing with a lot of our patients. They, they tell us the medication did nothing for them. Uh, or maybe it does something, but medication use is not a long-term solution. And oftentimes the, the medication itself will, um, will lose its potency. It won't be as effective as, uh, as it was when you first took it. And so, but overall, I mean, this could just be the patients that we see, but the people that come to us say, I don't want to just mask the symptoms. All right. And then they realize that medication is doing that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but medication being the solution, um, and falling short of providing you with relief or an answer, again, it makes you feel like you are unique. This is a problem our healthcare system can't solve. Why 
Why am I having these symptoms? What is wrong with me? It's debilitating. It feels like I might need life-saving measures here because I, I can't even function. And so it's, it's all a very scary, um, anxiety-provoking sort of process. And that aloneness in it is, yeah, it, that alone um, can be debilitating and, and it can be frustrating and it can leave people feeling hopeless because no one, no one empathizes, no one understands, no one really gets it. And so when you're outside of the healthcare system, when you have migraines, the other thing that's kind of unique that I think adds to this problem is that migraines are, uh, they're not visible. I, I mean, you can, you can see some physical changes, uh, maybe a, a droopy eyelid, uh, just some general uh, depression or like mood change. When someone's in pain, they're not going to be as chippy or cheery. They're they're not going to be their their normal self, and so socially, you might be able to to catch some of those cues, but it's not visible. I mean, it's not like you broke your arm and you're in a cast. You're not in a wheelchair with or crutches after you had a knee surgery, and so it's hard for people to communicate why they don't feel well, and so oftentimes people just push through because why have everyone around you cater to you um, when it you know you don't want to talk about why you're in pain all the time. You, you just, you just want people, um, to essentially act normal around you and you want to live a normal life. So like push through and you push through and you try to live a normal life. But, um, there, there are definitely those days where you just, you can't do that. And so you're, um, you're on the couch, you're on the bed, you're just sleeping it off. Hopefully tomorrow gets better. And so that debilitating, uh, the debilitating pain, but it not being visible, I think, it leads to this sort of isolation in the suffering. So people, um, they don't necessarily have the same type of support group. Uh, they don't have the same type of community support as, uh, you know, someone that has some debilitating illness that, that is more visible. That's, that's more known, uh, or maybe even that has a, like a, a cure or treatment to, because like going through the process, working towards, you know, you know, that specific treatment, like people can come around you and like share their advice and be like, Hey, yeah, this is like, keep going. This works. This will, this will help. Um, so a few things there. One is the, the lack of support of like people understanding your scenario is limited because people with migraines don't necessarily talk about them. Um, and so you don't, there's a lot of people like in my church, I, uh, because of the nature of what I do, people know that I treat headaches and migraines. So I'm aware of the people uh, in my in my community that have headaches and migraines. But there's a lot of people that um, I, I'm sure have them and I have no idea. And so that, that sort of isolation, I think, leads to people having symptoms where they want to communicate it to their you know, primary care doc, neurologist. And when the neurologist doesn't seem to know how to help them, they feel like I'm the only one that's going through this. And when in reality, there's there's probably um, lots of people that are are suffering in the same way or at least a similar way, uh, but they just don't like our system's not set up to, to provide that support. The other thing is the symptoms themselves are unique to everyone, and and that is partially due to well, it's it's actually largely due to the fact that 
the sensory input to the brain. So the brain receiving this pain signal, it interprets it differently for everyone. And everyone's got a different threshold and the environment that the brain's experiencing the pain in is different for everyone. So some are going to have a lower threshold and like the, the pain sensitivity is higher and some of the sensitivity level is fine. Um, and then the level of tension through the neck is different for everyone and how that presents. And so the the same issue in regards to you know a neck a neck problem jaw problem shoulder problem um the it can be mechanical but look very different and so the origin of the pain uh, can be unique it can be uh, on both sides of your head it can be on one side of your head it can be pounding it can be throbbing it can be stabbing it can be short lived it can last all day uh it can it can be a daily persistent headache we see those uh um every now and then and and or it can be a a headache that comes and goes, and then you have two or three days where you feel fine, and then it comes back on and it's debilitating. And so there's all different types of presentations of pain. And so when people feel like their presentation isn't exactly matched by the person next to them, that their problems must be different. And when their problems must be different, it's it, it's uh, challenging for people to believe that like an intervention that worked for one person would work for them. And so again, that that also feels somewhat isolating. And then, so let's say you search the internet. I mean, I've, I've done, you know, I've searched the internet because I, I kind of, when I, whether it's preparing for a podcast or just uh, trying to understand what people are reading out there, you know, I'll, I'll put in searches of just what I think someone with headaches would search for. And the information that comes back is uh, usually like it falls way short of what I think it should be presented as. I mean, I, I've read a lot of things like, you know, there, there is no underlying cause that's known. Um, you know, the interventions or the treatment list is like the first nine things or medications. Then number 10 is like try acupuncture. And so it like medication is the heavy hitter in this category. And so it's hard to, it's hard to use the internet to find the alternatives to that. Um, and then because they're the heavy hitters and our healthcare system is so focused on meds, it's, it's almost like there's a resistance to anyone talking about something else. Um, I think actually that's largely why this podcast has done well because there's so many people searching for an alternative to meds. Um, and most people don't necessarily have a good alternative to meds. And then there's a re- level of resistance, whether as a provider or just like, you know, posting things on the internet or putting things on the internet that aren't um, in line with with the thought of this is a chemical problem, uh, which would lead you to take meds. And so this all goes back to, um, I think this is a little bit of a, a separate conversation, but it applies here. The, the thing that um, I think we, I, if I'm going to encourage someone listening to this, it's then you need to know that your diagnosis um, of, of migraine and then that being a chemical issue, then leading to medication, meaning, you know, you're basically stuck working with the neurologist uh, or the pain management doctor, trialing different meds, um, waiting for the next med to come out, trialing that med, uh, you know, going on Botox every three months, Mgality, Ajovi. So the, the problem here is the question that was proposed to me is how can a chemical problem be fixed with with a mechanical solution? Meaning, how can this chemical problem in my brain be fixed by you working on my neck? And the answer is, it's 
there's with, without with accepting so the research and the understanding that medication can work uh, and the impact that everything I just talked about has. So not not negating the fact that our healthcare system does help people, um, meaning the medication helps and, and those things. So we're, we're going to take all that and say that that is impacting at the chemical level. So Hey guys, if you are listening to this podcast, the chances are you have headaches or migraines and you're searching for relief outside of medication. Well, maybe you've tried different products on the market or devices, traction units, things like that, but they haven't really scratched that itch and provided you with the relief you're looking for. Well, what we've done here at Novera is taken the principles that we teach and abide by in our in-person care and come up with a product that allows you to apply those same pressures and improving mobility to the upper part of your neck at home. You see, it's called the SAM device, Simple Affordable Migraine Relief. And the device allows you to improve mobility to the upper part of your neck. And we are excited to announce that it's available today on our website. Visit NoveraHeadacheCenter.com. Click on the SAM device page where you can look at videos and learn more about the SAM product and purchase it for yourself and start treating your headaches and migraines more naturally without medication. Again, that's NoveraHeadacheCenter.com and click on the SAM device page to purchase your very own SAM device today. The thing that we're assuming that I'm going to push back against is is the fact that it's a chemical problem. Because saying that it's a chemical problem means that that's the that's the under like if you take it to the nth degree, like the source of this pain is chemical. Like it's a spontaneous neurological event. That's what's out there. Uh, that's the end conclusion that we're working off of to prescribe all these meds. And uh, that's what I'm going to say. No, that's that's where the problem lies. That's the linchpin in all this. So if we can remove that, we unlock this whole avenue of like, okay, where's where's the pain actually coming from that leads to this cascade of events chemically, the the chemical cascade of events, meaning the the serotonin impact, the CGRP impact. So if you've taken Mgality, Ajovi, uh, Culipta, uh, the, these are drugs that um, they're CGRP inhibitors. So they inhibit a protein from transmitting pain signals. Um, if you've taken triptans, those are impacting serotonin levels. They can um, manipulate how our so they can mimic serotonin and uh, bind to a receptor, and so our body is uh, like kind of artificially acting like it's getting serotonin. And so there's the the medications are impacting the body at at a you know chemical level, at a cellular level, a chemical level, and. And, and the problem is we're stopping there. But again, removing that linchpin allows us to look at the body and say, where is this pain actually coming from? And when we ask that question, it's it all it all becomes full circle, right? So that's where I said I left this couple with a glimmer of hope because we say, okay, we've been working off this assumption that it's chemical. And when we stay in that assumption that it's chemical, it leaves you feeling hopeless and like there's no answers, the medication isn't working, I'm still in pain, I'm losing days of my life, okay? Now, if we take a step outside of that, and uh, uh, just one more thing there, is it is, it's amazing to me 
and this isn't being critical of people with headaches or migraines because I like I understand it, but it, it is amazing to me just the firm grip that our healthcare system and these ph- pharmaceutical companies have on like this whole mantra. And even though it's like a really like poor product, like it's not that great. I mean, I do this every day. People come to us every day and they're miserable and they've tried everything. So like the pharmaceuticals, like they're, they're not a great product, but they have such a firm grip and like grasp on like thinking this is a chemical problem that people are even hesitant to leave that, even though it's, it's like, it's not really even working. Um, it, it's just, yeah, it's amazing to me. Just, I don't know the psychology behind that or, uh, the branding, the marketing, the dollars behind getting people just to be sort of stuck in that system. But if we can pull people out of that and say, well, what, what if we explored your neck is like the source of the pain. And then we just understood how the brain receives the pain signal. And when we understand chemically, the responses that go into the, the brain's uh, response to pain, and then we understand how medication can impact that, but more at a sensory level. But if we take a deeper step and we say, okay, we can actually address the source of pain, which could be your neck, your jaw, your shoulders, likely all three, or at least a combination of them. And that's sending pain into your head. And it's causing these debilitating symptoms, whether it's daily pain, uh, pain that wraps up and around the head, uh, ice pick type pain, uh, tension type headache in the forehead, pain that, um, that is, is sharp stabbing for like a few seconds and then it goes away. I mean, there's all different types of presentations that we can trace back to an actual, problem that has a solution. And that's where the hope lies. And that's how we get out of this is actually understanding the why behind it and, um, and getting out of this, this model that, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't necessarily even know like who to blame, um, or if it's even worth talking about because, you know, providers, they, they want to do right by their patient. Um, it's just the, the paradigm they're looking at it is it's going to be challenging for them to, to get to the point where they say, Hey, your neck has this problem. Cause they're not really trained that way. Um, and so that's where finding you know, that's, that's where this podcast comes in because you, we want to educate people on what does it look like to evaluate your neck? How, how can we change the day-to-day stuff in our life so that we don't have as much tension running through our system? And, um, and then those little things start to reduce your need for meds and you start to have some hope. And it's like, wow, this stuff was super simple. I, uh, I literally, um, uh, just like 15 minutes ago, I I read an email from someone saying that they've listened to the podcast and after decades of having daily symptoms, um, they just changed the pillow that they had and their sleep position and it improved by 90%. Like that is crazy. I mean, multiple doctors, neurologists, medication after medication, um, you know, dollar signs crazy, like dollars just, you know, exhausted on uh, money spent trying to figure this problem out. And then you just switch your pillow and it's like that, that helped 90%. Like it's, it's really sad because we need to start with that, with the simple stuff. And that's what we're trying to reverse here. I'm not trying to get rid of like all the pharmaceuticals and the medical industry, helping people with headaches and migraines. We just need to switch the, um, we, we need to switch how people access healthcare and like have the conservative measures first 
And this sort of understanding of the neck being a potential for causing head and facial pain, like that needs to be up front. And then we can partner with these pharmaceuticals to keep people functioning if we need them. Um, but th- right now, it's like the complete opposite, and people don't even know that their neck could be an issue. And uh, and then it leaves people feeling hopeless, and then they, they wind up in our office and are um, just yeah, they're in tears because it's, it's, um, it's been a long journey. And so I hope this podcast is, this episode is, is helpful for you guys. Um, the, I mean, as, as I say on on each podcast, um, we want to empower, I want to empower you guys. I want to empower you to, uh, think differently, to make decisions that are better for your health. And uh, I'll continue on my journey so that I can keep providing you guys with valuable resources, keep having guests on this podcast. Uh, How you can help me out in this um, endeavor is just sharing it. I mean, there's a, there's a share button, there's a like button, however you, whatever platform you're listening to this on, or if you're watching it on YouTube, subscribe, um, and, and, you know, text it to a friend who might need to, uh, hear this as a sense of hope of like, Hey, there's, there's something out there that can help you. You just need to keep searching. And especially the patient interviews that we've had, because there's nothing more powerful than a patient telling their story, someone who's gone through this and found hope. I, I appreciate you all so much for listening to this podcast. It's one of the most enjoyable, enjoyable parts of my week. And, uh, when you all call in or you reach out to us and we get to work with you, it's so fun to hear your stories. Um, I mean, it's, it's, um, I mean, I, it's hard to hear that there's so many people suffering, but I just, it brings me so much joy to like allow you to give me the opportunity to help you. And so, um, I, yeah, I, I super appreciate it. And I just appreciate you guys listening and keeping me, um, yeah, keeping me going with this podcast. As always, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. I know that you have a lot of options in how you spend your time and how you consume information around headaches and migraines. I just wanted a quick ask because the only way that we grow this podcast and continue this mission is if you subscribe, share this podcast, and of course, leave us a five-star review. Those are cherished and it makes my day when I see someone's story come through as a five-star review and how this podcast podcast has been able to help you. Thank you so much again for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast, and I'll see you next week.